set. Places, everybody. And action. Hey guys, you're listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two black women discuss movies. I'm Brittany. And I'm Ashley. And on this week's episode, we're discussing Tangerine from 2015, directed by Sean Baker. So we're back again with another holiday season set film. Yes. It's not that cheery, I'm going to fill you with Christmas spirit type movie. No Hallmark bullshit around here, bitch. Um, But again, we're back with another movie that is set around Christmas that takes place within uh, like 24 hours. Mm -hmm. That is Bull of Drama. Yes, literally from start to fucking finish. (laughs) It's so much that happens. I've been sitting here, I was like, I don't really be doing that much on Christmas Eve, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and these two movies, I'm like, shit, a lot can happen. A lot can happen in a day. Mm-hmm. Especially in L.A. Yeah. Oh, both of these movies are set in L.A. Mm-hmm. And both of these movies kind of follow three different characters to a certain extent. Yes. And I pieced that together when watching um, Tangerine earlier today. Cause That's I- me. Me and you watch it today. <laughs> you know, it's been, you know, it's been a long week for us both. We're yeah. going to give y'all content. Yeah, we, we love you guys. And we really appreciate you guys supporting us in this endeavor. <laughs> we want to we wanna make you guys happy. And we want to talk about movies because movie is life. Okay, yes, yes, okay. I, you know, I can't ball because I am, you know, I'm a stallion. Like, <laughs> Someone's going to beat your ass for that. You know they me. are. <laughs> she is. You know, it's hard for us, like, being, like, 5'8 out here. You know it's hard for us. You know. It's hard for us being so tall out here. With that life. You know. So, so the next so, best thing is talking about movies. Yes. You know. You know how it is for us 5'8 women. Oh, oh, yeah. I definitely know how that is. <laughs> Us tall queens. <laughs> so, movies. Yeah, so, movies. Um, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I don't think I remember that, that this was kind of split up into three at a certain point. Um, I'm trying to remember, I've seen this movie more than once. But I don't think I remember. I know there was like one of the things that I um, like when we were kind of going through the movies, trying to figure out like what we wanted to watch. Um, just the how that kind of there was like a, a a kind of chaotic, I guess, narrative structure was something that stood out to me that the multi's movie shared. But it is kind of not not exactly like go go is kind of split up. Um, like beginning to end, and then they kind of all come together, and um, at the very end of the movie. But this one is kind of like back and forth between what's going on with this character, this character, and this character. 
but they all kind of have they well they definitely do all have like a relationship or like a connection to each other they they do yes and what is this movie about uh so basically <laughs> this movie uh follows two uh transsex workers um one is uh Cindy which is S I N hyphen D E E and uh her friend Alexandra and Cindy has just gotten out of jail. She was there for like 28 days. Um, and we find out why later. But she um, she meets back up with Alexandra. And she finds out that her boyfriend slash pimp named Chester has been cheating on her with like a cis woman. A cis white girl. Which is just the egregiousness of it. And so Cindy's back on the block. And she's like, well, I need to figure out where the fuck one of them at? Because they're not going to do me like that. I was only in jail for like a month. and Not even a just, month. Not even a month. 28 days. Like, he couldn't just chill the fuck out for a little bit? For No, of course, because men. And so, um, and so, yeah, so the whole movie is basically her, Cindy, specifically trying to figure out, like, where Chester's at and then trying to get an answer for why he did this to her. And a bunch of other stuff happens too, but that's like the main plot. <laughs> yeah, that's the driving force of the yeah. entire movie. That's the drama of it all, really. And then it gets into more and more drama. <laughs> Which is so like some of it, a lot of it's comedic and some of it's kind of sad. Um, and we can go into that part. Um, and I don't know, we both really didn't have like a whole lot of notes. I feel like if you have heard about this movie it's because of like the big thing about how the movie was shot which it was shot on three iphone 5s is <laughs> 5s's yeah um which is a big deal like so i follow sean baker on twitter and he's pretty prolific on letterbox which is pretty interesting he never gives ratings he only gives like word reviews and stuff um, and like some stuff I don't like agree with him and stuff, but I, I forgot, I, I actually forgot why I started following him. I think it was after I saw the Florida project. I was like, Oh, <laughs> this movie, this movie, <laughs> this movie go great together. And, um, and he has, he's very like one of those like pro film, like sh- I would like to shoot everything on film. He, he was like, I'd never actually really like, it wasn't like, cause I think, People assume that because it was shot on iPhone that it was a gimmick. Um, because that's that would get you a lot of publicity, which it did. And he was like, no, this was like really and truly like a budgetary thing. Like funding was hard and it helped to have iPhones because they're actually easier to work with than and get um I guess you don't have to worry about like I guess like film permits because if you're not holding like a big ass bulky camera you're not getting a lot of attention because I think partially they were trying to save money on like permits and stuff because I feel like in LA it would be a lot harder because it's less people walking down the street. So I think they would like, it's a lot easier to get noticed. Like, Hey, are you filming? Do you have permits? Like by the cops. Whereas like something like in New York where you have like something like the Safdie brothers who just, set up shop on any damn street and shoot and stuff like I don't think they really get a lot of shit as much as 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 you would in LA um but I think too that's like a big deal for people who 
aren't professional, quote unquote, film makers, because it really is like something that you have in your hand every day. You don't need like the super big expensive equipment and all that sort of like those resources because there's shit on the app store that you can um, do edits on and that kind of thing. And and I think all they have is a, a kind of like a like a version of the Steadicam, like not an actual Steadicam, but like um, I think I don't know if it was like a like they had some sort of like rig or something like that. But um, and I think they got some like free stuff <laughs> because there was like something like a company I was working on. Um, I guess like some sort of adapter, I guess on Kickstarter. And like, he was like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm working on this project and it's, it's being produced by this person. And, um, they actually sent him some for free. So like, it's, it's a, it's a, I feel like it's inspiring for people that might feel like they, they can't make their own movies because they don't have this certain kind of equipment or this certain access to resources when you actually do. Yeah, like when I first heard about this movie, that was really novel to me to find out how it was made just mm-hmm. on a couple of iPhones. Because mm-hmm. um, I was like, dang, like I can make a movie. No, I can't make a movie. I mean, I could, but at the same time, y'all don't want no movie for me. It would be like <laughs> too chaotic. Like if you like, listen to this podcast, that? if you had like a real conversation with me, you don't want a film from me. <laughs> the first thing I thought was Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> Cannibal Holocaust from Brittany. <laughs> no animals would be harmed, but it yeah, would but- be like a while. Yes. <laughs> Which is a- yeah, something something we would never forget. Um But yeah, so um this is also a big deal too, I think, because this is one of the few movies that actually features trans women playing trans characters which mm-hmm. you would think I mean you wouldn't think so because the way Hollywood moves like you can't really trust anybody to do anything correctly but that's kind of like a big deal too because usually it's always like a dude like a cis dude just in um drag essentially quote-unquote playing a trans woman and it's not the same and it kind of reinforces the negative things negative stereotypes um but these and these two women are actually i think they had like a lot of input on like what this like where the script was going and definitely probably like the dialogue because it doesn't sound like organic half this stuff i was like this is only something that you can come up with on the fly (laughs) and this is how you talk to people like that you know on the block and people that you run into daily and that kind of thing so i like that aspect of it too um because for me too this movie and sean's other um he's got three movies that are like pretty well known so this movie starlet and um the florida project they all kind of feel like first of all they all kind of deal with like regular ass people and written like in situations that aren't aren't necessarily like there's very specific but they don't feel very far off they don't feel very removed from reality it seems like a very specific reality for certain people and um they're shot like they're like almost like documentary style 
So he feels like this movie feels very similar to like Andrea Arnold and how she kind of shoots her movies. And I was thinking about another filmmaker and I can't remember their name and I probably won't remember. But like it feels very like immersed in the action. It's not like like this is how we're going to set up the shot. And then we're going to do the, like, we're going to cover the wide shot. And then we're going to go in for the tight. <laughs> like, it feels very a part of the moment. Um, almost like, like you're participating and you're witnessing all this happen. So, um, but yeah, so I won't like, you know, dick flute solo too much. <laughs> we really do enjoy this movie. I feel like this is probably one of the best movies I've seen. Just for, like, I mean, content wise and just for the, I mean... Hello, like we said, iPhone 5. Yeah, like you, this is an an accomplishment. Like this is, it's a well-made, good film. Mm -hmm. It is cinema. There's not a boring moment in the whole movie. (laughs) It's actually pretty, like, it's either hysterical or it's kind of like, damn, what the fuck is happening? Or it's sad, like, it's a lot going on. It's a lot to, like to process especially now that I'm like I don't know when the last time I watched this movie was it's been a while but I watched this this afternoon and I was like oh ooh, ooh, it's sharp it hurts yes <laughs> it got me right there in the chest <laughs> yeah I feel like I may have last time I watched this movie last year and I knew it but then I forgot certain parts and I was just like oh yeah especially towards damn. the end yeah oh damn there were some parts on the towards the end. I was like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> like, shit. <laughs> this is rough. So, um, so yeah. So, I mean, I don't really have, like, any other thing specific. I did look up, like, why they called it Tangerine. Because I just got curious about that. Like, right before we started uh, recording. And it's because of, like, from what I read on, I think it was, like, either IMDb or Wikipedia. They said that that's the color of the sunset. In like, LA, there's like, there's like multiple like interpretations that I've seen. I think that's like one of the ones I've seen, too. I saw like um, I think because Sean Baker probably has said something different every interview, <laughs> so I probably just keep it interesting um, because I've seen like oh, like the way like because it it kind of has like an orangey tone to a mm-hmm. lot of movie, um, like in the post production, so. He's also said, like, oh, because the movie's so colorful and the women are so colorful. <laughs> and I was like, what? And then um, I think, like, the, I guess, more ex- explicit answer is, like, like they had a bunch of titles, um, but they kept coming back to that one. It kind of resonated with everybody. And everyone has their own interpretation. Um, he said it doesn't really stem from the hue of the film, but there's something about it that reminds me of Christmas time. He said, I think I used to get tangerines in my stocking on Christmas, so there was a personal link for me. There's There are hints in the film, like the air freshener and the cab yeah. and that kind of thing. Um, he said, I'm fine with the t- title that's open to interpretation. Because honestly, until like today, I really haven't thought of the title. <laughs> I never thought like, oh... Why is it called Tangerine? But then I don't know what else it would be called. Yeah, it makes, for whatever reason, it makes sense. It just feels right. Yeah. It's it's the perfect title, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I I I bangs with it. 
And have you ever done like tangerine or orange and a candy cane for uh, Christmas? Like together? Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, the mint. Okay. That's okay. No, no, no. It's explain. Explain this. this I don't know. Oh, it's like kind of weird. Tradition. But it's probably not a Midwestern tradition. It's probably just me being weird. <laughs> But I don't know. It's kind of like almost, but not quite like brushing your teeth and drinking orange juice. But kind of reminds me of Christmas. That's like an orange, but it's like a sweet chocolate orange. Yeah, I I do not like those. I don't like chocolate covered fruits. Oh, is it covered? I thought it was just in the shape of an orange, but it wasn't actually an orange. But it has like orange flavor to it. Yeah. It's like orange it's got, like, flavored it's like chocolates. The, it's got like the molds. So, like it feels like the, it's like got ridges and stuff in it, I think. But it's like and it breaks apart like orange, yeah. orange slices. Mm. I don't know what that is. But like if y'all know, like I'm not really up on the chocolate game. But if y'all know what that is, like, I mean, like tell us because I can we are I can Google it, but I want y'all to tell us. We sound. <laughs> we just sound so so just so. listen listen a year is a marathon and we're coming on the end of that bitch so you know what <laughs> we're coming out the tunnel forgive like, us <laughs> we're out of the tunnel like john who like, who oh wait that oh okay, get okay. out delete <laughs> <laughs> deletion <laughs> uh. So I guess we should start like at the beginning. I mean, we kind of like the beginning is kind of what I said. The synopsis was where she just Cindy gets off the out of prison, um, and they meet up at the donut or what's it called donut time? Donut time. Mm-hmm. I would also like to, I would like to address. I think I addressed this in, in our, our last recording for Go. But I just want to, I just, now that I've watched this movie specifically for Christmas related activities, <laughs> I want to know whatever Twitter user that told us that this was not set on Christmas Eve, I want to know how you missed it. <laughs> Ashley, bruh, like. No, because the very first line in the movie is Merry Christmas Eve, bitch. Maybe they skipped that part. The very maybe, first line. Maybe they like sneezed and missed it. Literally, almost not in every scene, but like there's people in Christmas hats. There's people talking about it's Christmas time. Like, <laughs> why are you kicking us out? Homeboy got a Christmas tree at his at his house with his family. Oh, I mean, maybe they. You know what? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to give people the benefit of the doubt because, you know, sometimes people don't be, like, paying attention. People want to just be, like, right about stuff. So they just be adding you. But I've just been thinking about that ever since we got that <laughs> that tweet. I was like, what? <laughs> that has stayed on your heart. Well, now, I mean, we can Now you got to let it go? You can let it go? Yes, I'm wiping my hands of the tweet, so I will heretofore forget. But literally, the first fucking line is Merry Christmas Eve, bitch. <laughs> and they're sh- sharing a donut. And Alexander's like, you expect us to share? And she's like, bitch, I'm broke. 
She was real broke too. She said she had two. She just got out. She had two dollars in her pocket. Mm-hmm. And we find out later that nobody was taking care of her while she was in there, including her raggy ass boyfriend, Chester trifling ass. Chester, aka Eddie Casprat. <laughs> Bruh, aka the sheriff from Sinister, two or one, one of them Sinisters, some Bagul or whatever. I don't know, um, which is so weird, too. He's going by James Ransone now, but I always knew him as PJ Ransone because he was going by that name for, like, the longest time. His name was PJ? It's like a nickname. I don't know what the P is from. <laughs> he was going by, like, if you search PJ Ransone, like, he will come up. I don't know what that was about. Maybe that was, like, a friend thing or something. But, um, but yeah, so, like, uh... Her basically, Cindy. I guess her and Alex are talking, and they're like, I forgot how Alexandra like lets it slip. I guess she didn't Cindy, let it slip. Well, Cindy, Cindy was like, Oh, I need to find Chester or something, right? Yeah, she was excited, or she, or she was about she to got tell out. her something about Chester, and Alexandra's like, Oh, you gonna break up with him finally? <laughs> and she was like, whoa, 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 Why <laughs> her face? <laughs> her face in. This scene had me dying because she looked so confused. She was like, what? <laughs> she's like, break up with him, why? And she's like, oh, and then, uh, and Alexandra tries to play it off. Like, oh, you know, I just, you know, I just heard some stuff on the, you know, around or whatever. And then Alexandra is like, so, you know, I heard that he was kicking it with this white girl and... Her name begins with, like, a D or something. And then she just started naming off, like, I think it's, like, Danielle or Diana something. Mm-hmm. Dee Dee. I don't know the name. But, <laughs> you know. But, you know, something. he with some white girl. And she's, she's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, yeah, it's like she's with a white one. And she's, I mean, understandably, first of all, I just got a jail. You cheat on me. I just got a jail. And also, like, you cheat on me with, like, a cis girl. Like, what are you doing? And, like... We, I guess we should, like, I feel like people know this already, but, like, if you're just, like, a new listener, like, we're both cisgendered women, so we can't, like, give, like, our, like, a full accurate account of what, like, Cindy and Alex are feeling throughout the movie, but I feel like if you cheat on me in general, like, what the fuck? Especially if I was in jail for only 28 days. Like, how can you not just put it away for 28 days? Especially when we find out the reason why I was in jail for 28 oh, yeah. days. Yeah, all that too. Yeah, we have to get to that. But, oh, I was like, and oh, men are raggedy. Men are raggedy. Don't trust them. Especially Ooh. one's named Chester. Chester, girl. Ch- Chester. <laughs> But that's her man. She love him. And Cindy had that makeup brush in her hand. She looked like she was about to stab somebody with it. I was like, ease up on the brush. I, I mean, she looked like she could hurt somebody with that brush. Just the brush. like Yeah. No, yeah, that's a weapon. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so they basically go down 
running out the, the donut store and they start going around and Cindy was like, she's basically going up to everybody. People are like, like oh, Cindy, we ain't seen you well. Like you out, you know, you're, you're out of jail. And she's going up to people straight up being like, okay, do you like, where's Chester? Where, where is he? I need to find him like immediately, like right now. And like, no one, like, People are kind of giving her clues where he might be. But nobody seems to know where he is, quote unquote. I feel like they do know where he is. <laughs> but they could see how, like, intense she is. That they were like, mm, I don't know mm. if I really want to get involved with this. One girl was like, Cindy, do you want some weed? And Cindy was like, bitch, I, you know I don't do downers. You know I'm an upper hoe. <laughs> and they keep... Like, everybody's like, depending on who she runs into, they're like, girl, you could do better. <laughs> I mean, her and, like, her and Alexandra basically were talking because she's basically, I feel like Cindy is kind of a little bit hurt because he's cheating on her with a cis girl. Not only is a white girl, he's also a cis girl. That is, like, a double whammy. And then Alexandra's trying to be, like, Girl, why are you even with him? Because his breath, what she said, she says, breath always smells like he'd be eating ass for days. I was like, <laughs> for days? <laughs> for days? That was like the dialogue in this movie is <laughs> hilarious. Like, <sighs> it's good days girl and then she said when I walk up in the room and he's there it shouldn't smell like homeless I was like oh shit oh shit and then she said why his socks always black I was like okay I know exactly what this person <laughs> look like <laughs> that's be like them people who just be walking around outside and their feet be black yeah <laughs> which comes up later <laughs> It's like when you get on like people who be barefoot in the club oh. and they had their feet up on a couch in the bottom of the feet. Be I never, ever, 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 ever took my shoes off in the club. And I wanted to so bad, but I resisted. I would just go sit down. Like you just don't up. know what's on the floor of the club. I'm or sorry. Anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> like doesn't. No, but like when she was talking about that, I was like, you know what? I know about this kid. He looks he like he seems like a, like a smelly boy who like sits around playing two K all day in his like nasty like tube socks or whatever. And they're not white anymore, but they used to be white. He, I mean Chester. When they like are talking about Chester, he seemed like the type who would like wear his drawers twice. Oh, yeah. They like full of scare there, marks. Like, he flip them inside out, wear them again, twice. The outside's full of scare marks, too. That's disgusting. That's what the picture, the image of Chester that I got. When and I was just like about. shit, like French fries and shit crammed into the fucking like couch cushions and like just everything feels like crumbs. Yeah. House smell aggressive. Just aggressive. Smell like he's been eating ass for days. That's disgusting. And you know we're not come. trying to shame people who eat ass. Trust us. No, but I feel like if you do that, like you should just get you know do the maintenance that required that would be required if you participate in such activities. I mean, 
Get back there. I mean, yeah, like get nobody wants dookie mouth, but between the teeth. Chester Don't is also like trifling. <laughs> Especially because he's supposed to be a pimp. We see Chester later. Alexandra's like, what kind of pimp behavior is that? And I'm like, that's not pimp behavior. Alexandra like hates him. And basically she's trying to tell her like you could do better. Yeah. Because it's bad enough he's your pimp, but it's also he's your pimp and he is your boyfriend. And that's gross. <laughs> yeah. She she's roasting the fuck out of Chester. Listen, when your friend's man is grimy and you've had enough and you're just you waiting just for the opportunity to read him. Gotta let it go. Try to be, you've been trying to be nice because you know, like, oh, I'm so in love with him. Oh my God. He opened the car door for me and he bought me a McDonald's. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> you sitting there looking like, what do you see that I don't see? <laughs> because it's nasty. <laughs> she took the opportunity. I don't blame her. Because she wasn't wrong. <laughs> we see we see Chester later. You're like, oh, yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> yeah, it was like, okay, we get it now. But, we but the problem with the whole, like, her reading Chester is Cindy kind of has a pick me moment where she's like, you know what, you're right. I'm going to find the white bitch <laughs> and I'm going to beat her ass because he's trying to try me. I was sitting there watching it like, no, Cindy, that's not the right. That's it's not like. It. No, it's like Cindy, go after Chester, not like not the white lady. Like I mean, her. like you know, maybe check her when you see her on the block. But like, you gotta get your man first because he's raggedy. Twenty eight days, he couldn't. Mm. Yeah, but they know everybody on like in their area. Like I guess. I don't know which street this is that they're on. At one point, I think they're like on Santa Monica Boulevard or they're nearby Santa Monica Boulevard. But they're basically, because they don't have a car, they are walking up and down looking for these, well, now they're looking for the white girl. And they are recognized by pretty much everybody. And they, (laughs) did you see when the the black boy on the skateboard (laughs) went by? (laughs) She's like, everybody think they little white. (laughs) Well, they're just basically like cracking like little like little comments to each other, and I, I mean, like we talked about, we love the dialogue in this movie. Um, but like in addition to them looking for Chester and the girl, there is like another character, um, which we don't know his name quite yet. Um, but he's a cab driver, and he's basically doing like his, I guess his route. Root, well, cabbies don't really have roots, but like he's taking people around and stuff and so he has various characters <laughs> in his in his cab because I think the first person we see him with is like an old lady coming out of animal hospital no oh and I felt so bad because he, he was trying to make conversation with her like oh like oh like what's your dog's name and blah blah and she says like Artie or something I can't remember and he's like oh he's being such a like a good quiet boy like <laughs> Like, is it a boy or a girl? And she's like, the, she's like, the carrier's empty. And he's like, oh. Oh, and then I was like, ooh. <laughs> I felt bad for him because I was like, ooh, damn. I was like, I guess you got to, like, read the room, bro. But, like. He was trying. He was trying, you know, sometimes. You know, just like, a, it's a nice it's a nice day outside, isn't it? Is enough. 
Yeah. Anything farther than that, you're just like, uh-uh, no. <laughs> but at one point, he's got like a... This dude says he's like a... He's Cherokee. Uh-huh. I don't know if he was serious, but he also looked like he was half dead in the back of the car. Yeah. And he was talk. He was explaining something like a meaning of somebody's name of his name because his name is like me Mia. I forget what he says that like when he was born, his mama saw something and it meant Mia. I guess in Cherokee, like Mia Mia is what I think is what he said. It said he said that was his name, so that's what he got named. And I was like, this is an interesting time. <laughs> I don't know how I survived being a cab driver. It could be fun. Could it though? Too scary. Yeah. Oh, apparently this actor is from Oklahoma. He actually does have Cherokee Indian ancestry. Okay. So okay, cool. So I guess a little slice of real life. I don't know any of these. Well, have you seen Return of the Living Dead? Is that from 1985? Yeah. Yes, I have. Yes, so he was in there. He's been a bunch of stuff. I mean, he's been working since like the 60s. Um, and he was actually in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This man is 91. <laughs> you ah. keep, tracking, keep collecting them checks. He's also in <laughs> Prada 3 Double D. Oh, Okay. All right, all right, all I'm just right. Na- I'm naming these things for Brittany because I know that she has probably seen one of these things. All <laughs> right, these- I've seen these Of things. course. I see, I was, I knew, I knew. <laughs> but he's got, who else? He's got like a girl who's taking selfies in a Santa hat. Um, He's got the, the two guys who, I don't know what was, because it's the middle of the day. So I was like, are they drunk or are they lit? They would look, they were drunk. Because they were basically like, oh, this guy, he's Mexican. Uh, like, and he's not Mexican, he's Armenian. And then they end up like throwing up in his cab, which he's pissed about. I would be too, hell yeah. I have been in a cab where somebody has thrown up and it is not a good time. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. one dude, it was my friend, we had gone out and he had already been drunk by the time I like met up with him. And his friends, and then we went to, like, an IHOP or something, and I was sitting there, I was like, Jonathan, or friend, I guess, I should believe him. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> redacted. And redacted. Um, like, I, will, I was literally promised, I was like, I will take you to the bathroom, I will go in there with you, and we will sit there together. Because his boyfriend was drunk. His other friend was drunk. I was like, y'all all too drunk. Nobody's going to be taking care of you. I'm the only sober one. <laughs> Me and my friend were the only sober ones there. And I was like, I will sit with you in the bathroom. And he was like, no, I'm fine. We called the cab. This is an hour later. Called the cab. We get like five minutes away from IHOP and he pukes. He tries to puke out the window. It did not work. Mm-mm, did it like splash back? No, but he 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 didn't lean far enough outside the window. <laughs> oh no! And the cab driver was like, "What the fuck?" And he pulls over. He's like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna call the cops on you." <laughs> like, oh, how you gonna call the cops? <laughs> that was the thing I was confused about. I was like, "Cops?" I was like, "He just threw up in your car." I was like, "He's he's of legal age. He's like in his late twenties." <laughs> I was like, "He's perfectly legal to drink." 
I was like, he should have stopped earlier than he did. But he was, they had to clean his car out, basically. They had to pay to clean his car out. They took pictures. Oh, bro. Of them at the car wash. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> Back when I was still a, a social butterfly out and about, oh. I was just observing people get into all kinds of trouble. <laughs> but that's kind of like the cabbie's day so far. Um, and then somehow, I guess they like, I don't know where Alex goes. Somehow Alex and Cindy get separated. I guess because they go to like some burrito restaurant where um, they find a guy named Nash who knows Chester. But Chester won't, or no, sorry, Nash won't tell them where Chester is. And like Cindy's about to like run up on him. And he's really transphobic. He is. He was like, oh, aren't you going to go follow your homeboy? And I was like, Mm-hmm. Why you gonna, no, I'm like, no, no, no. You didn't have to do all that. And he also, um, I feel like there, because I think he sells drugs in that restaurant. I don't feel like he owned that restaurant. That's kind of what I got, maybe. Or he that's, like, yeah, that's kind of what I got. Yeah, yeah. Like he kind of is just kind of chilling there waiting because nobody was there. <laughs> nobody was there and he wasn't running like, in the back or whatever, like, in the kitchen. And I think Cindy goes and, like, kind of bums a cigarette off of somebody. I know she snatches a cigarette from Nash and uh, gets somebody to light her cigarette, and she's kind of chilling there on, like, at the bus stop. I think she's trying to figure out if she still wants to go do this because I think she... He, sell, he tells her that there's a, like, a food line somewhere in LA and they're also giving away like $20 gift certificates to something. He's like, everybody uh, in LA is probably over there. And so she kind of contemplates. <laughs> she's smoking this cigarette and finally she's like, fuck it. <laughs> and it gets on the train down <laughs> to go downtown, I guess. And that's kind of where her story kind of like separate. They, they separate and we follow Alexandra yeah somewhere else so she has to do like she goes to do a quick job really quickly and um she kind of runs up on like runs into this guy who's parked in on the side streets Mm -hmm. and he is um parts and he's waiting for somebody to like show up and he runs into her and they're like Bart, like, trying to figure out rates and stuff for what she's willing to do, what he wants. Yeah, because she says it's $80, and he's like, all I got is, like, 40 And I was like, why are you coming out here if you don't got no money? Yeah, like, if you ain't willing to pay people, you, you need to take your ass back home, bro. You know what the deal is. Like, it's not no discount rate. <laughs> what are you talking about? You don't get coupons at this shit. And it's Christmas. It's Christmas. Cause he's talking about, oh, I just need to get away from my family. And I was sitting there, I was like, okay, well then why? I mean, if you're, pre- clearly you know that you were going to do this. So why don't you have the money? Mm-hmm. Brokey. Yeah. But they ended up four to $40. They work out something where she doesn't really have to do much, but like hold his balls while he jerks off. Yeah. I think that's what, <laughs> I couldn't remember what they agreed to. Which, for $40. He's 
He looks sweaty, so I don't know about all that. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I mean, you know, if you don't have the money, you gotta do what you gotta do. You want you. You know, you hustling, then you know. I understand, but also he looks sweaty. And she cussed him out because he was taking too long. Because he was like, "It only take it'll only take me like two minutes. Two minutes. You only have to touch me like two minutes. That's it. That's it. It's not gonna take long." Exactly. And she she's like, "Bruh." But then bruh. he couldn't even get hard. No. And she's like, "This is hard." It's like <laughs> this. This is it. This is this is it. With the way she made it sound like it made it sound like it, like you know it it can fit all in her hand. <laughs> And she is like, okay, like she kind of, she kind of embarrasses him, and he's like, he well, should be embarrassed for himself. He should, cause like you wasted her time, and she says you wasted my time, so give me my money and let me go. And so they get into like an argument, which turns into an altercation, mm-hmm. and they get out of the car and they kind of start like fighting a little bit. Yeah, they're squabbling because she has his keys and he snatches them back from her. And then uh, she basically is like, man, I'll beat your ass. <laughs> she did. Yeah. And then, uh, unfortunately, this is all happening like right in front of a cop car. And the cops are familiar with her. Yes, they know her. But also they like misgender her. Yes. And they call her Alexander. But mm-hmm. when they're out the car, they call her Alexandra, the white cop, the the girl cop, because there's two. I don't know if they both. Get, I think the only the woman cop gets out the car. And the I think ones. the woman, the the lady cop, the she's the only one that knows her. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she asks, "Oh, have you ever met Alex or dealt with Alexander before, or something like that?" And I, I was upset that they were misgendering her in the car, mm-hmm. but. The saving grace was <sighs> they were misgendering her. Gross. Well, why were they misgendering her in the first place? Like you know, because they trifling. Why they trifling? But like, why are you doing it in the car? Because they then, like they're being trifling. And but then you're gonna address her by her actual name when you get out the car. Mm-hmm. I was like, trifling. so that sounds like more work to me. <laughs> oh, fuck that lady. <laughs> fuck At least lady. she did that. At least she didn't do it to her face. She is a cop, and you know how trifling cops are. I mean, we say it almost every episode on this show. (laughs) I know, fuck cops. (laughs) Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know if she was doing that because of, like, you know how cops be all, like, super buddy buddy and especially she's like a lady cop so like I, I wonder if she's trying to like overcompensate but she seemed like she was the one that had been in that area before so she basically was the cop in the know like she was the one I don't want to say she was in charge but maybe she was like showing him the ropes maybe yeah. so I was very confused I'm like why are you trying to be all like oh yeah like let me just you know look what we have to deal with every day like, yeah, and I was also thinking about like how in other movies how cops react in situations like this too. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this is different. Like, this is a different take that I like. It's still trifling, but yeah. it wasn't it's like better. A, <laughs> like, let me, it's still let me draw my guns. Yeah, like, day. 
you're calling this woman by her name. Like you miss you misgendered her in the car. That is terrible. That is trifling. At least you at least you know her name and you address her appropriately when you were speaking to her. Like yeah. in but other do movies. All around. Yeah, like in other movies it oh, wouldn't yeah. have it been, been the same situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would have been like a whole bunch of shit misgendering and all kinds of stuff because um the cop asks Alexandra like like what's the deal and and because uh I think the white guy's like, Oh, she's trying to attack me and so the cops trying to figure out like what happened and basically Alexandra's like, We had a business transaction. <laughs> like the cop wasn't gonna know what that meant because the cop was like, okay, well, what kind of business you doing? <laughs> She knew what kind of business. She was like, all right, all right, all right, let's not even dress it up. She's like, how about this? Because it's Christmas. Nobody's going to have to have um, get bail money from their families. And then Alexandra's like, oh, what family? So she kind of, we found like a little tiny sliver about her, which basically is like she doesn't have any family that you would go to necessarily to get like bail money from, like a mom or something like that. Like, she's out here on her own. Yeah, she's out here on her own defending herself and, like, trying to provide for herself on her own. And also, like, even though I, like, watched this movie before, this also reminded me, like, of a scene from Pose. Like, watching it this time reminded me of a scene from Pose, and I was like, okay. Which one? Um, with, like, when Peppermint was on the episode. Oh, yeah, that, oh, God, that was... And that I was, was like... That episode. Okay, and now I was like, okay, so this is why this reaction was a little better for me, you yeah. know? and I don't know if it's, like, true to life for everybody. Yeah. But it also seemed like it was kind of one of those things of, like, I recognize you, and I know that you are, this is what you do kind of thing, and they, I mean... From that, and maybe even that Alexandra has been to jail uh, for prostitution. So um, maybe it's like something like that where she's like, I'm not going to hold you <laughs> this time. Yeah. Because also, too, they felt they I mean, it also helped, too, that the man had been sitting there circling around and the cops had been watching him. Yeah. Yeah, they watched the whole thing. Like they were like, "We know you here. We know what you're here for, bro." Like, <laughs> don't be talking about she just attacked you out of nowhere. We know what you were doing here. He really thought though. He thought he thought he was gonna go full white man. That's what he thought. Y'all gonna have to stop doing that. I know it works probably a hundred percent of the time, all the time, but eventually it's gonna stop working. We're gonna have an uprising. <laughs> twenty twenty, baby. Oh, everybody gonna uprise. All the marginalized groups, all of us, all of us. We're mobilizing. We're going we're gonna unionize and uprise against y'all motherfuckers. That's what's gonna happen. Basically, this man is trash. He went full white man. We're not gonna be putting up with that anymore. We're, and luckily, this we're part uprising. of the movie didn't end in tragedy. Yes, like we're any other excited. Any mother movie or TV show, this would have been like, okay, cut. This story's over. Yeah, this but right here. Um, I don't. Did we mention it? Like what Alexander has going on 
like later no. on in the evening. So no. she has a performance at a club that she's really excited about. She wants Cindy to be there. It starts at seven o'clock sharp and she's been trying to get people to come. So like anybody she's run into over the course of the afternoon, she's been telling people about because she's trying to get a crowd there to watch her perform. Yes. Um. So then I think that's when we kind of go back to Cindy's search for the Diana. And is that when she ends up at like the food line? She ends up at the food line. Um, I think that she, I think a guy tells her, because at first it goes up to this one girl and the girl was like, I don't do dope no more. I don't mess with Chester. I'm 30 or I'm 30 days sober. I was like, Cindy was like, girl, who gives a fuck about that? (laughs) I just felt bad for the girl. And then, she goes up to some dude that the uh, first girl had told her to go to and is like, um, you know, again, like, where's Chester and blah, blah, blah. And then she finds out, I guess he tells her that the girl's name is Dana um, and that she's at, like, a motel up the block or something like that. Um, and so Cindy ends up going over there and it's basically... Uh, I don't, what she described as like a party room? Yeah. Yeah. So like, basically it's a, a brothel is, I think it's all in connection to Chester. Um, but there's like a, a woman there who's like a madam. Because at first she's just talking to some, somebody off, off screen about, <laughs> she used to go to the skating rink when she was little. And she was supposed to have a date, but she always had to take her sister or something because she couldn't get a boy to go with her. And here comes Cindy banging on the door. And then the girl opens the door. (laughs) And she just, I think she kicked the door in. She sure did. Like that gift from Bad Girls Club. (laughs) (laughs) She kicked it down. She kicked it down. And that's what you see. There's a dude that's fully naked. He looks so like sickly skinny. I was kind of like, oh, no, cover him up. <laughs> cover him <laughs> up. You're going to put him on a blanket. Put him, roll, wrap him up because he's a dick out everything. I think he had like a needle in his hand or something from what I can remember. And then Cindy's going through the room and you see like there's people like couples fucking everywhere in any corner of the room. I was just like, Oh no, there's a lot happening. So that's what they meant by a party room. And I was like, this don't look good at all. Hey. It's like a dingy, dingy ass motel. Like, and then the white girl is in the shower with some dude, and Cindy goes and grabs her by the hair. And, and drag her, her ass out. Drag her out. And then one of the guys comes out, and he was like, oh, do. First of all, somebody was asking, we should get a freebie because she interrupted. Because there's a lot of people in this room. I don't remember how many. It had to be at least 10 people in there. Yeah. It was way more people than I thought. It was way more people than you would expect to be in a motel room. (laughs) Like, it was just like somebody was like, here, let me set up a shot right here in this corner. Let me take the bed. You take the shower. You take the other corner. Like, it's just people like everywhere. And the madam just sitting there in her little tank top, like talking about bullshit. Or whatever, just trying to pass the time. I'm sure there's and keep an drugs. eye on the door. Keep an eye on the door in case the cops come or something, and then also uh, possibly making sure nobody ODs. Maybe. Yeah. Know. And so, um, 
And another guy is like, oh, should we call? I called the cops. That's what he said. I was like, have you been here before? <laughs> have you not been here before? Why would you call the cops? Because a black woman just kicked down the door and dragged a white lady out. I was like, so you trying to get all of y'all going to jail? <laughs> yes. And, and they like, probably wouldn't go to jail. But then you looking crazy because the cops are I mean, asking you what's up. <laughs> He'll figure Thanks, out sir. some answers. Sitting there like, what's not clicking? And the woman's like, too, like, what's not clicking? Why do you hang up? <laughs> she's like, she ain't coming back here. She was like, okay, everybody. Like, she's trying to get the room quiet because it's a hotel and it's neighbors. Yeah, and everybody's neighbors. just like screaming, butt cheeks out, titties out. It's just like chaos. And she's like, wait, let's calm it down. Yes. Yeah, so Meanwhile, together. Cindy is dragging this woman up and down the street, beating oh, her. Oh my ass. God, by, by her hair. Somehow the woman has lost her shoe. So she's walking with one shoe off on this nasty ass LA <laughs> ground. Because this is the thing too I meant to mention in the beginning of the episode. The thing about this that I really did like as well is the fact that they didn't make LA look like pretty and pristine and glamorous. Because honestly, it's a part of LA that's not glamorous, but also like in general, people seem to think that LA is super glam and and just like the best thing ever. And I'm just like, there's a lot of LA that's just is real, real grimy, real, real dirty, um, real just like regular old shit. Like there's check cash in places everywhere. It looked literally it looked like parts of Dallas that that I like have driven through and stuff. And I was like, this is like up the street. <laughs> like it didn't feel like Hollywood and stuff, which I feel like somebody else would have tried to make it look Hollywoodish, And that would have been like the wrong approach. Mm. Yeah. Like it made, like it made it look true to life. And I was like, okay, because the times I've been to LA, I was like, Ooh, this, this little, this little guy me around here. <laughs> And it's their world, too. It's not, like, all sunshine and rainbows and shit. Like, they ain't got time to worry about all that other Hollywood shit that's happening, like, wherever the hell, a couple miles away. Yeah. Because they're in West Hollywood, right? I believe West Hollywood. That's what we figure out. Um, and I once I saw the girl being dragged around with her shoes off, and I was like, ooh, no. No, 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 no. And nobody's helping her. She's like, thanks, assholes. <laughs> Yeah, they just, they're letting her get her ass beat in peace. Yeah, they're like, I'm not jumping in. Absolutely not. And we figure out her name is Dina? Yes. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Or Dinah, Dinah, Dina? Dinah? Something. Something like that. (laughs) And, um... Yeah, I forget, like, where she drags it to, but, like, I forget, like, we go back to the cabbie. Because I think Alex sees the cabbie and she knows him and she says his name is Razmik. Mm-hmm. And so, because before this, Razmik has had been doing like his, you know, shift or whatever. But then he starts going around looking like basically cruising for ass and he finds a girl 
And he's like, oh, like, let me, uh, like, let me go park over here or something. Or he's trying to get her to park somewhere. She's like, no, 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 the block is hot. Park down here or whatever. And he's asking her, like, is she new? So he already knows all the girls that walk down, up and down that area. And then um, she's like, yeah, like, you, my name is, like, whatever you want it to be. Like, I'm from Santa Clarita, which she's probably not from Santa Clarita. And then he pulls over, and he's like, okay, 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 like, pull pull your pants down, pull it out. And she pulls out her pants, and he's like, what the fuck is that? And she's like, it's a pussy. And he's like, no, 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 Get out. Get out. And that's how we find out that Rosmik has a transgender fetish. Yes. Or, like. Is it a fetish, or is it, like. No, I, I, I don't. Like it's a fetish. I feel like Rasmik is just queer. I don't think it's a fetish. Like I feel like he—that's just who he is. Because I mean, he he doesn't like treat them badly. I mean, as far as like a trick can treat you, (laughs) but like I don't know. I couldn't figure. I was like, because he doesn't want the cis girl. He only wants the trans girls. Oh wait. Hmm. Because when he kicked her out, he was like, no, 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 You're not supposed Because he literally told her, you're not supposed to be on that street. You're supposed to be over here. Okay. Yeah, edit this out. He does have a fetish. <laughs> yeah, cut this section out. He no, has a I fetish. No, I mean, like, let's work through it. Because it's like, because at first I was like, okay, but like. Is it a fetish? Or like, is he a, like, is, he's not fetishizing, he's not really fetishizing them. Because. He likes Cindy. He likes Alex, too. He does, yeah. He does actually, I feel like they... He is, and he's also really attracted to... to, He's attracted to cisgender and transgender women. Like, that's who he is. Is he, he though? I feel like that's who he is. And probably the reason that he can't really express his sexuality is because of societal norms. Yeah. Or, like, like, you know, society. I just find it, like, suspicious because once he kicked the girl out, because she, she was like, it's a pussy. <laughs> and he was like, no, 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 no. Get out. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Uh, like, I don't know. I don't know because. I mean, he might be queer, but he's expressing it through. Yeah. A certain like very narrow way I guess which I mean like express it how you express it but I was kind of like sir because the reason why I don't know I don't know because what is your what are your reasonings because I feel like there's my reasonings but also we don't like entirely like oh I don't experience yeah because from a personal standpoint yeah we can't speak with authority on this because, again, we're we're cisgender women. Mm-hmm. Also, sexuality is a, is a spectrum. Everybody yeah, no is real. different. Everybody expresses things differently. Yeah, for me, no like my rules. interpretation was a little different. Like my interpretation of the interaction was, yes, he had that moment in the car, but a little later on in the movie after his interactions with his family, he went looking for Alexandra. Mm. Not for 
sex, but Any, he went to go support yeah. her. Yes. Yeah. So okay. why would he, he wouldn't have a reason to do that, really. That's true. If he's only there looking for, like, one thing or whatever. Yeah. Especially because he's, I mean, he knows, like, everybody, too. Because he probably, I feel like that's where he, he's, he's he operates in West Hollywood. So he sees a bunch of people all the time. Because I guess Alex and, Alex and, and um, I don't know. what This girl calls herself Selena at one point. Like, they're not the only girls that he goes up to. No. But he also, he go wait. I'm thinking of the timeline. I could have it backwards. Okay. Um, cause I'm I'm I don't know if I'm mixing things up. He goes. I don't know if he goes to the show looking for Alex first before he goes looking for Cindy. I think he goes to the show because okay. So basically, after after the thing with the girl um, named Selena, she, like him and Alexandra happen to run into each other. While she's walking down the street and they go to a car wash. They like have like, um, I don't know, a transaction. Yeah. Okay. And then, which I was like, I mean, that's efficient. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a quick, it ass, works. That's a quick ass moment. You, it's quiet as people, peaceful, I guess. <laughs> I'm not quiet, but it's not, you know, there's no chance of a cop coming and leaning over you. Uh, mm-hmm. in the middle of things. And so you get your car washed, so... You were getting your car washed. They did kind of fuck up his windows at the end. I was like, ooh, damn. They washed your... They wiped your windows down like ass. It's <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yeah, thank you, girl. Um, And she also... So, yeah, this is when Alex gives him... First of all, she gives him, like, an orange car deodorizer because when the guys threw up in his car, like, I don't think he ever cleaned it up very well. And she was like, oh, no, 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 you need this. He's like, no, you shouldn't have. She was like, no, I should. <laughs> and I was like, please, sir, please go get some antibacterial wipes and wipe that shit up. And she also gives him a flyer for her show. And uh, I forget, like, oh, because he goes home after all this. And we figure out that he has a family and a wife and, like, a mother-in-law and a baby. And some other people, I guess, that were, like, Maybe like Armenian neighbors that his mother-in-law had invited, because he's the only guy there, which I mm-hmm. thought was odd. I was like, I know these women are married, because I think one of them mentions her husband, but I was like, nobody else is there except for him. Yeah, he gets stressed immediately. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh no, this is too much, because the baby's and... running around, the mamas are talking, and all kinds of shit, and basically he's like, all right, I gotta go back to work. And that's when he decides to go to Alex, Alex's show. And so, like, meanwhile, like, a little before that, Cindy drags, he, she wants to meet um, Chester at Donut Time because she hears he's back at, like, he operates out of Donut Time, I guess. Yeah, they probably know that. But she couldn't find him because the thing is, dude, nobody has a cell phone, which is kind of ironic. Considering this movie is shot on cell phones, but Alex had paid. No, yes, Alex's phone was off because she had paid Cindy's rent for that month. 
So I guess she'd have her rent or have a house when she got a jail. True friend. And um, so she, her phone was cut off. I don't think Cindy even had a phone. So she couldn't call Chester. Nobody else seems to have a phone on them. Mm-mm. So like I would have been like, Chester, where you at? Like <laughs> calling him. But she never does that. And they're going to ride to Donut Time. And then Cindy realizes that it's like 7.04 or something. And so she's late for Alex's show. And Alex had, was, when she got there, nobody else was there. And they were actually going to give her spot away to somebody else. Yes. Because she had been sitting there giving her flyer out to everybody. She had given it to these three girls on the corner. And they're like, okay, come to my show. And then they're like, okay. And they're like, well, why is she going to come down here looking pregnant? She looked two months pregnant. And she was like calling them ugly bitches under her breath and stuff. And I was like, so they're not coming. Mm. And a lot of people were like, oh, look at you with your show. Okay, 7 o'clock, yeah. And then some people were like, oh, we saw you talking about it. Like, okay, yeah. Like, but nobody comes. And she's getting really pissed. And then Cindy does show up dragging this poor girl. Damn. <laughs> and oh, because all the, the, on the way there, too, I guess, did we decide her name was Dina or Dinah? Uh, well, let's call her Dina. Dina, okay. Dina has basically been like, I don't really know why you're getting so mad at me and stuff. Like, what? Like, this is about Chester. She's like, okay, well, yeah, let's find Chester because I want to know too. And then basically, Cindy's like, how dare you, like, cheat, like, with my boyfriend? And Dina's like, or Dina's like, girl, what? She. She's like, that ain't your boyfriend. She was like, that's not your man. And then uh, another thing that these this movie has in common. These white people talking. <laughs> these white people. Oh, God. White people saying nigga. Oh, my God. And I was like, excuse me. I forgot that happened. I was like, wait. She was like, y'all niggas gonna go to Red Lobster? And I was like, wait. Ah, I'm what? <laughs> like... <sighs> Because it's coming from a white person, I am obligated to be like, bitch, shut the fuck up. But like in like in general, like she had a, she was making a point because, I mean, that's a pimp. So I don't really expect for him to be like taking you out and stuff. But basically she was just like, that's not your man. Like he has lots of girls and you only one of them. That was still like, you could see the hurt on... Mm -hmm on um cindy's face like yeah. ooh, that hurt like that hurt me like it broke baby heart and yeah. i was like oh baby i think she's like she like recorded and recovered and was talking shit to her mm -hmm. or whatever but like yeah because i mean just from the sound like we haven't seen chester we haven't seen a picture of him but i was like just from the sound of him i was like he sound like garbage mm-hmm and so, and maybe she don't have like a lot of options for like men to date and stuff. But I mean, that seems like the case because I was like, you sound grimy as shit. Um, and probably talking, like taking advantage of you because he's your pimp. Um, but yeah, I was like, well, <laughs> I was like, who let this white girl? <laughs> who, wrote, like, who wrote this in the script though? Yeah, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, did she just, like, come out and say Because there's nothing about her. I can't find her on anything. 
And like, who put who put this in the script? Okay. Yeah, I need but to it's know. Like so, because it's it's like unfortunately common. I was kind of like, you know what? I'm actually not surprised that she just like dropped that. But then at the same time, I was like, but why are you dropping that? Mm. And she don't mm. look like she don't look like nobody who'd just be like, yeah, nigga, nigga, nigga. But oh wait, she's in a lot of movies. She's just not on like Wikipedia or anything. Hmm. So. Um, so she was in Starlet. She was also in, um, she was on like Homeland and she's like, I guess like more like smaller roles and stuff, but she, I mean, she got steady work, I guess. Hmm. So, but yeah, I was very, I was like, you know what? No. And honestly too, if so, like this, this, this nigga. This instance sounded a lot less like weirdly placed than uh than the one in Go. Yeah. I was like, okay, girl. I don't know why. I guess it's like the circumstances and like them as groups of I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I was like, okay, no, she should not be saying that, but also I was like, I hate that I laughed. <laughs> yeah, I did too. I was like, she didn't have to do her like that. That was unnecessary. Yeah. Well, also she did just get dragged around. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure she was like, "Let me just get one, one little lick in." Yeah, she got beat up. <laughs> she was mad. She just got dragged around the L.A. <laughs> yeah. Raggedy ass white girl. <laughs> Raggedy. Um. So they show up to the club. Um. At one point. Dina's like, people can't afford me. And I was like, girl, are you sure? Yeah. They're both just talking a lot of shit. That, their back and forth was fun. I was like, is this, this it, felt all like improv? It was fun. Because they were like, <laughs> they were just going back and forth, trying to like one up each other, like roasting each other. Yes, it was like one big roast session. And... Cindy was trying her hardest not to let um, Dina's digs get under her skin. Mm-hmm. And you could see that just having a like response back well, for at, at one point, like they're all in the bathroom. Um, Alex is trying to like fix her makeup and stuff and figure out like her hair because she's just like, my hair is too straight. And um, Cindy's over there. Uh, like peeing or something mm-hmm. and then and tina said something she was like oh yeah chester took it <laughs> i was like bitch you just like saying that you talked chester oh lord that is a mess it is a mess like they are... i was like come on now <laughs> she keeps talking shit like she keeps talking shit they keep fighting they are fighting and then i think cindy is Says, let me do your makeup, girl, because, like, this is not working. The blend ain't working. And she's starting to help her out. And then I don't know why and I don't know where from, but suddenly Dina pills out, like, a rock of apparently crystal meth. Mm-hmm. At first I thought it was just straight up crack. And I was like, we're not doing crack in this fucking bathroom. I won't have this. But Cindy's like, oh, well, girl, hand me your makeup. I'm, I'm going over here. And Alice is, like, so disgusted. 
Yeah. I was like, first of all, where was she hiding the rock? Who knows? Because the little pajama pants that she was wearing, I was like, no, that's not where those came from. So I don't know what she had. Her. But they're smoking together in the bathroom. Alex is just like, why are y'all doing that shit? And then it cuts to Alex is singing um, on stage. She sings like two songs, I think. Yes. Um, it's pretty much like a low key affair. The bar is like com- almost completely empty. It's basically like Cindy, Dina, and like a waitress. Um, and <laughs> the waitress is asking Cindy and Dina if they want drinks. And she was like, Cindy's like, I want a drink, but she ain't got no money. This hoe broke. <laughs> and they ask her, is water free? <laughs> no, I, like, I felt that. Yes, water is most of the time free. Oh, God. Oh, bro. And then I think they go back in there because in the bathroom, I was like, does crystal meth make you like super fucking happy and charitable? Because suddenly she's putting like lipstick on Dina. Mm hmm. And I was like, all right, this is a change of events. Then they're, they kind of like bonded a little bit. Yeah, which I guess was just two drugs. Yeah. Maybe it's like a ceasefire while Alex was up there singing. She's like, I, I've, I've dragged you around the city enough. I think while they're leaving, this is like when they're leaving, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Alex slips the like, I guess he's the club owner or bar owner. I don't know. She slips him some money. And then we figure out that that she didn't get paid to sing. Like, she's actually been paying to go up there and sing. And sing. And. <laughs> Fucking Dina's such an idiot. Talk about the music sounded old. I mean, honestly, I it's agree. It's like a classic. She's singing, like, standards. I know, but. She's not, it... like, giving you, like, choreography. I know, but it was like, okay. I mean, I get it. It's Christmas, man. Like, what? Could you imagine she go up there and sing a Jingle Bell Rock? Yes, that's the standard. But like, that's not the standard I need to be saying. I mean, that's a. I under. Yeah, I, I understand like a stool and a mic moment, <laughs> but it was like. I don't know. The song wasn't a stool and a mic moment. I try to figure out what song it was. It was like Toyland. But I was also very confused. I was like, is this from Babes in Toyland? It was. I don't know. You know I don't know that stuff. I was trying to look up the lyrics. I've never, I don't remember. I'm sure it probably was, but I can't find the lyrics right now. Um... Yeah, it's by so... Doris Day. It's called Toyland. Okay. And where is it from? Where is this from? <laughs> Toyland. All I know is it's called Toyland. Where is it? That's why I was like, girl, I don't know. Is all I know. Doris Day sang it. And it's called, it's from a Doris Day Christmas album. Okay. I guess. Yes. Is a Doris Day Christmas album and it's called Toyland. Okay. 
So that's what we getting. So okay, but like, why did Dina talk about? She knows the music industry. She knows people in the music industry and the song designer. Old. I mean, she wasn't wrong about that part. It is Doris Day. It's Christmas. Most Christmas songs are old. Yeah. Like most of them, (laughs) like that's what usually makes them like standards. I don't know if that song in particular is a standard. I don't think it is, but like, yeah. But I was like, Miss like, Dina, shut up. And she, and then they was talking shit behind Alexander, like yes, like what the? She was like, girl, be quiet. Oh yeah, because she was asking like, oh, how much did you get paid? And then Cindy's like, girl, shut up. And she was like, what? You don't want to tell me? She was like, oh. And then for some reason, Cindy just blurts it out. Like, oh, she didn't get paid. She's like, she paid to sing. Girl, be quiet. And, and I was like, ooh. And, and Alexandra was like. Was like <laughs> and Alexandra was like, I, you know I can hear y'all, right? Yeah, they're sitting right behind her on the bus. Like, you can hear everybody on the damn bus. Oh, bruh. Buses are just as loud as buses are. You can hear every damn body on the bus. Especially them two loud asses. Dina loud ass. And then they make it back to Chaos Central. Donut time. Donut time. Donut time. And this is when we finally see Chester. And Chester... Is, is everything that we thought he would be and more. He is dressed like a white rapper. He yes. actually is dressed like a little like if Justin Bieber wanted to be a thug. He's dressed like Ren and Ten from from Brown Sugar. I guess what is it? Is the is Tay Diggs character? He works for some like thing some record label that's supposed to be like epic or something like that and they're trying to like make these two um rappers one's black one's white and they're calling themselves Ren and Ten the hip hop Dalmatians and they're both wearing like do-rags and shit. it's just bad and like velour suits right mm-hmm. like velour track suits that's basically what he got on like kind of like the lower budget version of that mm-hmm and this is like we said, it's played by James Ransone, aka Eddie from It, Chapter Two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, this is what you've been doing all this time, girl. No. <laughs> it's like, oh, this, this your, this bay, this your bay. This is bay. This is bay. And he's basically like, where you been, Cindy, and all this stuff. And 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 I think Cindy asked him, like, did you bring me a present? He didn't bring her no present. Also, the fact that she got out of jail at noon that day and he didn't come get her. I was like, this is just like, fuck up after fuck up after fuck up. Yeah. He was like, you know, baby, you know, I got to be here. I got to be there. I, you know, I got all these places, all these people to manage, blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, no. 
And then he's, I, what did he say? He said something else. He's like, oh, you know what? My present for you is going to be dinner tomorrow at Roscoe's. Yes. Yes, he did say that. And I bet you Roscoe's chicken and waffles is really good, but bitch, what? <laughs> Not for Chris's dinner. <sighs> oh, Chester. And meanwhile, Dina's sitting in there. Alexandra's sitting in there. Oh, yeah. Cindy brings in uh, Dina and it's like, oh, yeah, here's a surprise. And she starts yelling, fuck her, fuck her. <laughs> and this, oh, the lady who runs Donut Time is so sick of them. And, like, she's like, okay, I'm going to call the cops mm-hmm. if y'all keep yelling. So yes. y'all got to simmer it down. She's sick of them. Also, this is when Cindy said she only had $2 on her. And she spent the the $2 on, like, her bus pass and... A donut. And a donut. The one they shared at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So Chester ain't shit because he ain't... I mean, like... He ain't take care of her. He ain't taking care of her and all this other shit. And then, um... And then I think... Okay, so back to Razmik. So Razmik has gone to the club, but he missed the performance. When he left, his mother-in-law was like, what the fuck? Like, this is Christmas. Like, we're supposed to, like, celebrate. He's like, Christmas is for Americans. For us, it's just, like, a regular day. And she's like, but you speak English, so, you, like, are you not American? <laughs> and she's so annoyed. So when he leaves... Um, she goes and jumps in a cab and is like, are you like, do you know Razmik? And it's like another cabbie who like knows Razmik's like, um, like where he kind of does his pickup and drops off and stuff. And, you know, he calls the dispatch and he's like, oh, is Razmik working? Dispatch says no. So mother-in-law's like, ooh, I got this bitch. And then, um, you know, they're driving through. LA and the guy her cabbie is kind of they're, you know they're kind of talking about Christmas because she's like Christmas without snow is kind of it's not the same and he's like Christmas is Christmas regardless of the weather and she's like it feels fake like LA is what beautifully wrapped lie he says agree to disagree and um and then the cabbie decides to like out Razmik because Razmik has arrived, like, through, like, I guess he pays another girl to, like, tell him where. He decides to look for Cindy, which I was very confused about. But I guess he had asked about Cindy earlier. Mm-hmm. So, because, oh, because when he figures out this, he's like, oh, Cindy's back. Like, she's back on the block and stuff. And Alexander's like, yeah, do you have a crush on her or what? <laughs> and then he finds them at donut time. And Chester's very upset by this. Yes. Talking about nigga, who the fuck is you? And I was like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Not two of them in one movie. No. Yes. No. He did. He did. Do rag sure? on too tight. He did it. That do rag was on too tight. Chester would be wearing Fubu like Kevin Ash. Oh, I hope. Oh. <laughs> Remember when Quentin Tarantino showed up wearing Ruwear and do-rags in interviews? <sighs> this is what that reminded me of. 
they would be head to toe in woo wear. And I was like, who, who even wears that? Quentin Tarantino and Wu Tang. <laughs> and like probably like like an N one shirt or something. <laughs> I just okay. And like a Nietzsche. <laughs> please, please, please stop. What was the other one? Mark Echo. All that stuff from the early two thousands, like the late nineties, early two thousands. Oh, but Quinn wow. was definitely a, a fan of, of Wu Wear, and he also was a big fan of of Direct. You know, I'm like, what waves? Waves were not on swim. It so could have been of, for him, maybe. But I mean, he just not blessed and gifted like that. I'm so sorry, Quentin. That's not where your talents lie, and I don't know. I why, why. Do white when white people see a do rag like do they know what to do? They probably watch tutorials on this YouTube. Is like this is before, like b- b- before tutorials. Who they is have... there? Who is there facilitating the do rag? Tying. I mean, yes. if you <laughs> know how to um get a do rag, you know how to ask somebody to help you tie it. That's true. Like, you found your way to the beauty supply. So that's, like, yeah. the battle. Because I don't know if... I've actually... Have I ever seen a white person in beauty supply? No, I don't think I have. I have not in my Let life. Me, but... Let's knock on wood that that stays that way. I'm just... You know what? I'm waiting for it to be the right. I just... I'm not even going to knock on wood because, you know, things change every day. You know what? But if they did know about the beauty supply, they wouldn't be up there in Urban Outfitters buying them butterfly clips for like $15 or whatever. Let them continue to do that. That's fine. Y'all have at it. Y'all have at it. And buying with the little slippers, the little beauty supply slippers with the netting and the flowers. They were selling those from like some fashion house from like $400. Wait! You never saw that? That happened, like, a few years ago. Them and, like, those, uh, Vetmont was doing, like, airbrushed, like, State Fair Texas t-shirts, basically. Airbrushed tall tees. And I was like, I'll be damned if you ever catch my ass <laughs> working over more than $20 or something for one of these things. You crazy. Mm. I was like, no, 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 y'all can keep that, though. Keep that designer shit over there. I was like, I cannot afford to pay that much for some fucking clips and, and airbrush tees. But I just thought that was weird. I was like, is he trying to do that because he's like supposed to be a pimp, but he's still... I mean, look at the way people talk about you. <sighs> like, she said your socks are black, man. Well, he don't know people talk about him like that. Well, I mean, what could he do? Shit. He can't do shit. I mean, I feel like I could personally... Toss Chester into a locker. It just wasn't going to happen for him. <laughs> but they're being all loud in uh, Donut Time. And poor, what was, what they call her mama song? Was that even her name? No, I doubt that it. That was, I was <laughs> calling her and stuff. I was like, girl, if y'all don't leave this woman alone, 
leave this woman alone. She's like, could you buy something? He's like, I'm going to buy I'm gonna buy a bunch of donuts. And I'm picking out donuts and stuff. They ask her for flavors she don't even have. She's sitting there just in the corner just like, please leave. Um, I think she told him at one point she's going to call the cops. They don't shut up. And um, so while Chester and Razmik are arguing, this other cab driver takes, basically he says something about Razmik don't respect himself. Or something like that. I didn't get the whole quote. I didn't catch it either. But basically, he knows about, like, Razmik and what he does and, like, who he goes and frequents when he's driving around. And so he takes his... Somehow he knows that Razmik is at donut time. And uh, he takes his mother-in-law there. And he's... He's like, don't worry about money. And I was like, this is mess. This is messy as fuck. I feel like I forgot this part even happened. I did too. And that whole time I was screaming, watching it. Yeah. Oh, you know what we didn't mention? Is that the thing that Cindy was trying to tell Alexandra at the very beginning is that, is that her and Chester are engaged. We need yes. to talk about the whole thing with Chester. Let me, okay, let's go back to that after we get to Razmik. Because Razmik's mother-in-law comes and she's like, why are you here? You're not at work. And she's like, you're here smoking weed with these people or marijuana. And Chester's like, no, he's here because he's fucking all my bitches. And I was like, no. Dina's cracking up in the background. I was like, Dina, shut the fuck. Do you ever shut up, girl? No. I was uh, laughing with her. Like, <laughs> I was like, ooh. <laughs> you the instigator. You and Dean are the instigators. And then they're like, at one point, they're kind of, because she speaks, um, she speaks in Armenian. She doesn't really, she doesn't speak English. I don't know if she understands English either. Um, I think at one point, Sandy's like, she called me Nick Niggy. <laughs> she did. I was like, oh my God, the ignorance. I was like, y'all are doing too much. I was like, Razmik, you should have taken your ass home, but you didn't. And uh, basically, like, his mother-in-law figures out, like, uh, that they are sex workers and also that, though, basically, she calls them men, which is also very transphobic. But, um, and she's like, uh, literally, like, she's like, I'm going to have a heart attack. And I was like, Jesus Christ. She calls his wife. The wife comes up there with with the baby, which I was very confused like, about. Well, nobody was at home. So oh, that's very true. Okay. She, she had to take the, the baby. Maybe she didn't want to leave with the neighbor because she didn't want anybody to know their business. Yeah, I wouldn't leave the baby with the neighbor. So she ran. Because the baby's not a baby. It's like a toddler. So it's not like she's breastfeeding. Yeah, baby like 18 months. Yeah, but she also didn't want to like probably have business people in her shit and uh oh yeah so like basically the the wife comes up there mother-in-law's like i got you i got him finally he's a broke boy look at him he'd be stealing money from your from your account and he goes he spends on these women and then they're clowning the wife yes they talk about her hair her clothes okay the hair was the hair was a choice. The hair was very 80s hairspray, lots of aquanet. 
It was just crimped and it was big. It was a choice. It was fine. It was bleached. It probably was, you know, needed a hot oil treatment. It was a little fried, a little dyed. They were roasting the fuck out of her. And the wife is like, he provides for us. Like, what do you want me to do? So I've got the feeling that he don't, that she don't work. Yeah. Because she's like, sometimes a wife has to turn a blind eye. And she was like, his mom or her mother was like, I won't stand for this. I'm not going home. That made me really sad when she said that, though. I know. I was like, like, she knew, Like, he'd be like leaving the house and stuff at like whatever hour. Don't become because I think the mother-in-law was like, he comes home smelling like cheap perfume. and You don't say anything. Yeah. I was like, well, damn, I don't know what options she has and. And uh, I mean, because the daughter speaks English, but I don't know, like, what was, like, their backstory, really? Like, when they came from Armenia or, like, when they moved to America and and that kind of thing. But it sounded like, because I was sitting there, I was like, I guess she can't get a job because she, if she could, she probably would have booted his ass out. But yeah. also, like that's that's hard to do, and maybe it's not it's it's not um it's not a good thing if she did have to get a job. Yeah. Also, she might you know be thinking about the baby and yeah. like her home. Yeah, and like, not wanting to upset it right now. I'm at sure this the, point. Na- the neighbors and the friend family friends probably talking shit too. Yeah. So you don't want to be ostracized at your community because you like divorce your husband. Yeah. So that's that's hard. But they end up like leaving donut time because <laughs> the lady behind the counter is like, y'all gotta get out. Like, get out. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm gonna call the cops. Get out of here. And they're standing in front of donut time. And he's like Chester's being all sweet with Cindy, she's like, I know what you're doing. And I was like, girl, don't forgive him. I was like, please. he left you out here with two dollars. Like he trifling. He's trifling. What kind of like come on? You call yourself a pimp, but you can't spot nobody, no money. You he, he just trifling. Like gross. And then I think oh, Cindy said something like, Oh, I wish Alexander had never told me. And that's when the shit hits the fan. Yes. It blows up. Yeah. So I guess I like when they're in the in donut time, like like Cindy's trying to get like basically the full picture and like Chester's talking about, you know, like sometimes I gotta sample the merchandise talking about Dina and Cindy asked Dina like how many times did y'all like have sex? And Dina said well, I think either it was Dina or 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 Chester that said that they had sex like 10 times. I was like. Mm. So she was like, mm. you had sex with the merchandise 10 times. Mm. So I was also kind of, I was like, so I guess they did have sex. But then when Chester figures out that I was Alexandra that told her or told, yeah, told Cindy about Dina and Chester. Chester was like, oh, okay. I guess she didn't tell you that we fucked too. And I was like, Alexandra, why? 
Yeah, that was like, oh my god. This is oh too much. Oh my god. Oh my god. Because <laughs> oh that was like face crack of the century. Yeah, like my heart broke because Chester said that and he was just like, yeah, well, he he basically said it in a way like, you know, I'm trifling. So Your friend trifling I'm going to just eject myself from this whole situation but you know your girl trifling too and this is the situation between y'all so i'm not involved in it anymore yeah and girl stuff and then like and while this is happening alexandra's crying and i was like yeah oh no oh Mm -hmm. no Mm -hmm. oh no (laughs) like that hurt like that hurt and it was three weeks ago yeah, so it was, I guess, was it in the span of the 28 days? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so that was like, what, in the very beginning when she had gone to jail? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Raggedy. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. What, Chester said that he, he was talking about, like, that, like, Alexandra was jealous of. What of, we have. Yeah, jealous of that because because Alexander didn't know that Cindy and Chester were um, engaged because that comes out. Then the other thing about it is that they only got engaged because Chester, like the police came and Chester is holding like a sixteenth of I guess I don't know they didn't understand what he had and. <laughs> He said, put it in your weave and hold this for me. Because if he had it, he would be arrested for intent to distribute. But if she had it, it would be a lesser charge. Like holding. And Mm -hmm. Alexander was like, that is not the tea. And I was like, that don't sound, that don't sound right either to me. I was like, but she did it for him. That. Listen, let me just tell y'all, don't be ride or die like that. It's not worth it. Clearly, it's not worth it. Yeah. I'm not going to jail behind nobody. I don't give a fuck. Mm. This is not a white boy in a fucking do-rag. I'm sorry. We won't be doing that. (laughs) (sighs) I don't know. Maybe he... Maybe it's like one of those things where it's kind of like, again, like this is her like boyfriend, but also her pimp. So that's like a different dynamic. To their relationship. Yeah. But the whole time I was thinking, I was like, after the, the information that was revealed to me at the beginning of this movie, I decided that Chester was not worth <laughs> living for, going to jail for, dying for. <laughs> it's, uh But in general, I would not suggest anybody go to jail for any man whatsoever. Because you know what? When you go to jail for a man, what's he do? Just be trifling the whole time. Cheats on you with most they people. Can, they continue their life while you locked yeah, up. Just went on and 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 <laughs> I basically forgot all about you. Mm-hmm. Talking about where you been all day, and she's like, "You didn't come pick me up." Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 So. 
Dina is like, oh, if you had all this stuff for me, just wait to see what they got for you. Like, because she was fighting her all day, basically. Um, but instead of fighting Alexandra, like, Sid- Cindy just um, Cindy just walks away. And she's yeah. like, I'm, y'all are meant for each other. And she just walks away. She's genuinely hurt. Because mm-hmm. she could have, she's been popping off at the mouth all day for like damn near like 12 hours straight. And this is the one time where she's kind of like, I just got to process this because this is fucked up. Yeah. Po thing. Po thing. Yeah. I mean, it's just like nonstop kind of bullshit. Yeah. Because you already got the clues that your man is really trash. And then, I mean, look at look at what he's doing now. And then your best friend kind of turns on you with the man that's trash. Yeah. That's rough. That's a rough-ass yeah. day on Christmas Eve. Of all days. Mm-mm. Yeah, save this shit for, like, New Year's. New Year's is a garbage holiday. <laughs> it's just like, come on now. Ugh. I feel bad for her. In this moment, like, I really feel like, like, that's just almost like a little bit like, like, that's too much for somebody to handle. It's a lot. Yeah. But I think after this, like, this kind of is a, there's, basically, you get, like, multiple um, looks at, like, everybody's, like, where everybody's path kind of goes. We don't see Chester really anymore because... Uh, after Dina's kind of getting her little kiki or whatever, she's like, oh, yeah, so you're going to give me some money for a cab? And he was like, oh, that Armenian guy just left, so I guess not. (laughs) Which I thought was funny, but then she has to walk home. She does have to walk home. Walk back to the the motel. Um, Yes. She ain't got no damn She only got one damn shoe on. This whole time she had that one shoe on. This, the whole, whole time. Yeah, the whole time she said that once she won. And this is someone I started to feel bad for her. That Me too. I was like, she raggedy. Like, this whole time, I was like, this girl is raggedy. And she's a mess. She won't shut the hell up. But then she's walking home. Like, it's dark. She walks back to the motel. And she knocks on the door. And the madam is like, hey, like, you can't come in because it's full up. Because when you didn't come back, I called another girl. And so you just got to stay out here. So that means she is not working. That means she's not getting paid today. Like, she missed out on money, so she might not be able to eat. She missed out on money. She might not be able to eat. She's also outside alone. On Christmas Eve. Like, that hurt my feelings, too. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, so you don't have nowhere else to go. No Mm -mm. one to call. None of that. I was like, that is rough as shit, man. Yeah. I feel like like that's like... I was like, oh, this is a sobering reality after all the fun we done had today. Mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, ooh. That's why I was like, ooh, it hurts. Because <laughs> she generally looks like super alone. And I was like, oh, this is why I was, the first, I was sitting there. I was like, this is the first time in the whole movie she ain't had her mouth open talking shit. I was like, mm, poor thing. Poor thing. Yeah. It was real rough. And then... uh What's his, um, Razmik is at home. They basically go home. His mother-in-law still clowning him. And he's basically sitting there by the Christmas tree. 
and alone because I guess his wife and his daughter and his mother-in-law have gone to bed. And he just looks like he's kind of contemplating things because I don't know. I mean, it doesn't sound like his wife is going to divorce him. And they don't really seem that close and like affectionate any of that. So I don't think he has to worry about that on that front. But also like your reputation maybe in like in the community. He like he knows when he wakes up tomorrow, things going to be different. Like if not tomorrow, because they might be able to fake it for Christmas. But on the 26th, bitch. His mom or his his mother-in-law is probably going. I don't know. I feel like she would just kind of be out there with flyers. Like, here, my, my son-in-law is a fucking <laughs> trash bag, and here's why. Yeah, because she going to tell all his business, I feel. Because she was mm-hmm. so adamant and proven that he was doing something messed up. Mm-hmm. That, there you go. Yeah, because I guess, I guess he uh, she just assumed that he was having, like, an affair, maybe. Yeah. But this is like, because she's like, I knew you weren't at work. <laughs> oh, so yeah, she's fucked for him. And then I think at this point, it's Alexandra and Cindy are kind of arguing because Alexandra's like, like, hey, like, I'm sorry. You're my best friend. Like, I didn't mean to hurt you. And Cindy's basically like... I don't want to hear none of that bullshit, girl. Like, uh, like, just leave me alone. Let me go make my money. Like, I don't have time for this. And so, Cindy's like, you know, they're on the street or whatever, and a car honks at her. So, she goes and walks up to the car, kind of going to be like, hey, like, y'all want to go party? And they threw a cup of urine in her face and called yeah. her, like, a bunch of transphobic and, like, gay slurs and then... They yell at Alexandra like, oh, we threw you. What did they say? We peed on your friend, bitch, or something like that? I'm terrible. And then, oh, Cindy's, oh, she was starting crying. She was like, like, ah! like, oh, I can't even imagine. I think I would have blacked out in rage. Yeah. I probably, I think I would have like been in shock at first. Like, what do I do? And then it would have turned into rage. And like, I had to burn down half of Los Angeles. Yeah, I was like, not to, not on top of everything else, not a hate crime. Yeah, like, and I was like, did y'all just like sit there and like, like, because men are terrible, number one, and they think of the worst things ever all the time. But I was like, y'all just sat up there and pissed in a cup with the intention of just throwing it in this woman's face. I was like, does that sound like a normal thing to do? And a cup looked brown. I was like, please tell me there's Coke or iced tea mixed in there. Because that's disgusting. <sighs> On multiple levels. I was like, okay. This is too much. And I get her wig wet and all kinds of stuff. And I was like, oh, no, not the wig. They got your clothes wet. They got your... They, they, they literally ain't in her face. And I was like, this is awful. Yeah. So, Alexandra, like, jumps into action. And gets her into a laundromat to try to, like, clean her up and, yeah. like, try to get her out of the, like, dirty clothes and get those clothes clean. And she's like, we're going to have to take off that wig. Yeah. And and, and Cindy doesn't want her to do it at first. 
Like she, I think she takes it off. Yes. Because Alex was like kind of reaching for her hair and she's like, oh, no, 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 no. And she's like, we're going to have to like watch this. And you can see how like broken Cindy is over like the events of the day. But like taking her wig off is like that final straw. Like the whole time, like she's been playing hard, like. You could, like, she's been, like, cracking jokes, making snot, like, making comments, you know, snapping at people and all this stuff. But, like, this moment, like, this is that moment where she is, you could see, like, she's broken at this moment. Yeah. And Alexandra could see it, too. It's a lot. It's a lot going on. It's just too much, like. And... Alexandra takes off her wig and gives it to Cindy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, I'm trying to find the quote that Sean had said, because I think, like, I want to say he only made them do this once because, like, it's very, it was, like, super personal. Like, you even tell, like, when when Alex goes to go pull off Cindy's wig, like, she's like, no, 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 I'll take it off. Um... But it's kind of, like, very, like, personal. Like, that's, like, your last sort of remaining bit of privacy. Because she's not wearing, like... I think she's wearing, like, maybe, like, a bra or something. Mm-hmm. And, like, her... Her tights, maybe? But she doesn't have... Like, all her other clothes are off and stuff. And so it's, like, very, very, like, a vulnerable moment for for both of them to, like, have to take their wigs off and stuff. And, mm-hmm. Um... And he said, like, you know, we only did one take because it was very brave of them to do that because it was very uncomfortable. Um, she said when the wigs come off for them, it was really, like, stripping away any privacy whatsoever. So he only made them do this once, but he was kind of like, that was the scene that he was envisioning, and they did it. And uh, they have, like, a moment where she kind of <laughs> she kind of put on the wig a little bit askew. <laughs> and then she's kind of, like, kind of trying to position it on on Cindy's head, like, here, girl, let me fix you up. And then Cindy kind of looks at her a little bit and they kind of hold hands. Like, she grabs Alexandra's hand and then, like, the the, uh, the scene ends. And I got, like, I was misty-eyed at the end watching it because, like, that is friendship. Like, that's friendship. You are, that's, that's friendship. That's, that's, that's not even, I don't know. That's, that might be more than friendship. That might be like sisterhood because you, you, you gave your friend your wig Mm -hmm. because you saw that how hurt she was and how uncomfortable she was without it. And you, you know how that felt. And you were willing to take off yours and give it to her to make her feel better. Like, yes, you you hurt her. You did. Because you did something really grimy. You did. You did. But you still did something to make it feel better. Yeah. And I think, too, um, I mean, they're kind of the only people that they got for each other because, like, Cindy's family is probably Chester, which is a bad idea. <laughs> and then Alexander doesn't have any family, so they're basically like all they got. And like, 
I mean, nobody showed up to Alexandra's show either. So that and Alexandra, um, I was going to say, Alexandra also made sure that Cindy wasn't homeless when she got out. She sure did. She said, I, I shut my phone bill or my show, my phone shut off because I paid your rent this month. Mm-hmm. I was like, Ooh, Lord, that's some, that's, that's deep. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't, I don't know if Alexandra was there wanted to pick up Sydney from jail or did they just meet up? But I mean, that was the first person she met up with when she got out of jail. Mm-hmm. So everybody else is kind of, I mean, you know, you got your friends or whatever that you kind of like kick it with, but like, that's like, they're like truly sisters. Yeah. Because I just literally went from like, <laughs> leave me the fuck alone to to like, it was not like with no hesitation. Like, let's spring into action. Let me get you together. I won't have you out here, you know. I mean, that was basically assault. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I love this movie. <laughs> it's, it's wild, but it, it's so good. Is this the Christmas spirit? Is this is this the Christmas, like, a meaning of Christmas is sisterhood in the face of, I don't know, trash on trash on trash? I mean, the holidays aren't the same for everybody. Nope. Like, not everybody has that, has good connections with their biological family. Sometimes you have to make a family. Mm-hmm. Not everything is perfect for everybody. Yeah. So you just got to find connections where you can. Mhm. So yeah. I mean this could work as a as a holiday movie for for people. I mean I I I mean we already said we like really enjoy this movie so I mean I feel like it's no secret that we like, recommend it. <laughs> yeah, like I mean obviously so we can probably you can probably figure it out from the moment we post play but um yeah, I mean, that took me a long time to kind of get that too. Cause like Christmas is always my favorite holiday because, um, like when I was younger, because that was like the time I got to see my family because my family is so spread out because we lived in Florida and they all lived in New York or, and then like they moved to Arizona. And so like they, people got farther and farther spread out and stuff. And I didn't have any cousins. Like my only, I only had one cousin that was like nearby so I didn't get to like have a lot of people to play with and I didn't get to see a lot of people, like a lot of my family members. So like when Christmas time came around, it was like a big deal. Now I'm older, I'm kind of a little bit more curmudgeon <laughs> I still enjoy Christmas, but it's just kind of like a little, like I need like my alone time <laughs> because otherwise I'll get really, 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 really bitchy. But I feel like, you know, for people who don't want that sort of like, like we, I think we mentioned this yesterday, like when we were recording our, our, yeah, when we were recording for Go, like the whole sort of like deeper meaning message of Christmas, because most of the Christmas movies that they like that are out, um, just sort of, there's some sort of like life lesson to be learned. And it's usually pretty overt. It's not like a subtle lesson or a subtle reminder. It's kind of like family is important. Loving people is important. Don't be alone on Christmas. 
get married to the weird prince that came from another time at Christmas. <laughs> That's such a weird concept. There's always a Christmas prince. Have you noticed that? I mean, yeah. It's a strange, the holiday um, industrial complex, what, the holiday filmmaking industrial complex is it? Is it? It's fascinating, honestly. Fascinating like, scary. So many concepts, so many twists, so many turns, <laughs> so many things you can do with mistletoe. Or like Santa Claus, like being Santa Claus' daughter. Like, first of all, I have... It took me a while to realize people really want to fuck Santa Claus. And I'm like, why and when did we get here? But apparently it's a thing. That's concerning. Yeah. I mean, people want to fuck everything. Yeah. (sighs) (laughs) I mean, we learned that lesson. We learned that every day. (laughs) I learned that (laughs) every new tweet I see. I'm like, oh. (laughs) <laughs> this is what we're doing today okay oh, okay girl um but I, like i was saying before i went on track on the hallmark um cinematic universe uh i guess like if you don't want to watch like something that's very super like this is about christmas and not just set on christmas then i think that this is like a good movie i i lean more towards the alternative movies i feel like which some people think there's so much like well this movie isn't a christmas movie because of blah 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 but i'm like i mean does it really matter as long as it's set on or around christmas yeah i mean for some people they want that hardcore christmas movie but from people like, like me s- it don't matter i saw a christmas tree in somebody's house and i was like okay it's christmas and it's in fucking la like what the like the, like the mother-in-law said, she was like, uh, I mean, don't feel like Christmas, but I mean, it's the holiday. You do what you do what you can with what you got. You make the most out of it. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he was trying to like, like Sean Baker. Sorry. I don't know if he was trying to like have some sort of. I don't think he he doesn't seem like a person that has like a message behind his movies like a like a one of those kind of things. I feel like he kind of just is really intent on kind of like capturing like a very specific s- story from a, like a group of people, um, because like this movie is very like I don't want to say niche, but it's not something like it's not a story that you see every day. Um, Starlet is not like a story you see every day, and neither is the Florida project. Like they're all very specific, very narrow groups of people, I guess, but very like big sort of open worlds at the same time. And, and, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of like it that he's not trying to beat me over the head with something. One thing I will say though, about this movie is it was made in 2015 and it, it's almost 2020, and I have not seen Kiki or Maya in too many more things. Like I haven't seen I Kiki, Kiki in hasn't been in anything. Anything else? Maya and has been in. She has uh, a movie coming out with Lucy Liu, I guess. 
And she's Sue? also been in like a couple short films. And then she was in something called My- Myra. And she was on a show called Diet Land, which I think they canceled that. Because um, it was on AMC. Yeah, no. they canceled it like, like after the first season. Mm. Um, yeah, I was like, that that title sounds not good. Mm. But, but yeah. I, they should be in more things. Like, mm-hmm. I, I want. I don't know what the hell. Like, they should be in more things. We should see them more places. They they deserve the spotlight. Yeah. Like, that's just what it is. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know, like, what else she's... Or at least maybe... I don't know. I don't know if she's attempting to act or, or what have you. I know they tried to get... I believe it was Kiki... To be nominated for, like, they had an Oscar campaign. Oh, they had an Oscar campaign for both of them. Hmm. But they weren't nominated. Um, and then I don't know, like, because I don't think, she, does Sean really work with the same people over and over again? I don't know. I don't even know what his next plans are. But I would hope, like, he would maybe, like, possibly do something with them again. I'm not sure. I don't know what's going on there with that. I I hope so. Yeah. It'll be worth it. Yeah. I mean, they're good. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I feel like they could do better in general. Um, And I know in our last episode, we recommended, like, some movies that we watched during the holiday season or, um, like, some holiday favorites. We went um, on a tangent there, girl. <laughs> we did. I'm trying to think, like, what would be some non, like, with these two movies that we have here, like, what would be some, like, non-conventional holiday movies that we could recommend? Ooh, non-conventional. Um, I mean, I might have to do, let me, let me, let me, let me pull out the old phone. I mean, we did talk about doing... <laughs> We shouldn't even mention that again. I was going to say, you did talk about doing Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> I don't know. Let me look. Let me, let me, let me look. Because I know there's some. Um, I mean, do you have any that's kind of, that you're leaning I mean, towards? Yes. I mean, I have, for me, Things that would be non-conventional, like things that don't really fill you with the Yuletide spirit. Oh, God. Um, okay. I'm going to do a kind of switch on it. I would recommend Black Christmas 1974 because okay. okay. I got to stay true to my roots oh, no. with the horror. Um, and I like Black Christmas, uh, the original one. I know it's a... Um, Another, because it was a reboot done in, I think, like, 2006, but it's another reboot that's being released either, like, last weekend or this weekend. It, I think oh, it yeah. came out last weekend. Yeah, I think I heard about it, but I couldn't... There's so many Black Christmases that I was just like, you know what? No. <laughs> I can't keep track. Um, But I really like the original. It has some things going on that was kind of like interesting for his time. Mm-hmm. So I would recommend it. Okay. 
Like, I'm, yeah, it's one of those like themed um horror like holiday horror movies like My Bloody Valentine, but it's <laughs> it's fun. I w- it's worth it and I also would recommend um si- <laughs> Silent Night Deadly Night. What is Silent Night Deadly Night? Is this a freeform original? No, it's not a freeform <laughs> original. It is a wild um horror movie. Oh, it no. is now this is one of the themed ones that is kind of like a B movie, it's a slasher movie. It is okay. set around Christmas, of course, and it is just something wild to watch during the holidays, if you that's know, your sort of thing. I'm scared for y'all. It's from the 80s, so. So is that a good thing? I mean, if you like 80s horror <laughs> movies and that's your bag, then yeah. Okay. One is good. Black Christmas is good. And Silent is Night, Deadly Night is, yeah, it's questionable, <laughs> depending on okay. your taste level. <laughs> okay. I mean, all right. <laughs> Depending on what you enjoy. Okay. And we're talking about, we're talking about alternative Christmas movies. Like these have to be Christmas movies. No, it's just like something different. Something spicy for the holidays. I mean, I don't know. I'm looking, I'm trying to think of what we said in the last episode. Cause I listed a bunch. I think I said the preacher's wife, which I didn't even realize. You did. But I mean, I haven't watched that movie actually a really long time, so I'm sure I probably feel less about it like I than I did. Um, I mean, I'm looking through. I mean, usually the one I usually think of as like a wintertime thing is like, um, like Batman Returns, and then um, I know we've talked about like 2046, which is it's not necessarily. Christmas in the way we think of Christmas, but it has a lot to do. There's a lot of like, I guess, I don't know, number clues or numerology that basically have to do with like, what is it like 12, 1224 is like the, the room number, which is basically like Christmas Eve and like 1225. Ooh. Yeah. Every time. I had to stop thinking about that movie. <laughs> it's a good ass movie. We're gonna. I mean, it's probably gonna keep up, keep or at least keep coming up, um, because like, I mean, it was a good ass movie, and the fact that we can't watch it almost daily kills me. I mean, yeah, it's hard. It hurts my heart. Oh, your heart. It hurt my heart. You know what's a terrible movie I watched that has something to do with Christmas? Is fucking the Star Wars holiday special. Oh, I remember when you watched that. Oh, it's so awful. Oh, it's like terrible. Like, I I don't even know if this is the 70s. Maybe this is... It's it's like everybody was on drugs. (laughs) Everybody's on drugs. There's, there's, um, what do you call it? Like product promotion. (laughs) I guess they got Harrison Ford to participate. I don't know how. Contractual agreements. I guess. I don't know. I wouldn't think they would have them have 
contractual agreements like that. It was just like a random ass movie. Mm. So it's like nobody expected it to be like a big deal. I don't think. Mm. So I'm sure somebody, I don't know, maybe they're just like, listen, I'm, I still got to pay rent. Maybe it didn't, you know, maybe I signed a contract and the windfall wasn't as high. <laughs> I didn't realize it was going to be such a big deal that like, oh, we're going to be talking about this for like the rest of my fucking life. So I need to go get, <laughs> collect another check. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> ah, it sounds fucking awful. Um, I don't know. I mean, one of the movies like, I mean, I don't know. I'm really bad with coming up with movies. I'm so sorry. I haven't got any better. But I was also thinking of another movie that I usually watch around this time, which is like usually The Godfather. I guess because it has to do with family. Fucked up families are usually on some like on my wave of watching. Somehow I always end up watching The Godfather because it's usually on somebody's channel um, around this time of year. If not for Thanksgiving, then definitely for Christmas. But I haven't watched it this time. I haven't gotten everybody to sit down and and for four and a half hours with me and watch those movies. So yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I can't really recommend any. I think those work. Oh, I mean, I'm looking at the rest of these movies, and some of them are just kind of awful. Unless you want to go American Psycho. I mean, that's pretty much. I don't know if I can legally or morally recommend that movie. I do. <laughs> Naturally. I, I really have that movie. I I remember I tried to read the book and then I was like, no. I hate everything about it. He sounds like a complete dick. He is. And so, and apparently he said that women can't adapt movies into books or can't direct women and, can't direct and i was like a woman directed the best movie of your or like exactly of your book so i don't understand because exactly because <sighs> patrick bateman and boring y'all he boring on the page he is boring i feel like a lot of those movies that are based on book a lot of those classic movies that are based on books are really boring because I tried to watch, I tried to read The Godfather and I was like, oh, this is, this might be too much for me. Because I was like, I don't need to hear about this man's penis. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I forgot there's like a scene like in the very beginning where like these people are like having sex at the wedding or something like in a closet or somewhere. And then like it's described in detail in the book and I was like, Mario, you didn't have to do that. I didn't need that. He was trying to make it spicy for you. No, my 15-year-old ass did not need that shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> and scene. I'm done. <laughs> I don't need this. <laughs> but I don't know if we're ever going to get, like, a weird Christmas movie after this. Like, in the next, I don't know, let's trend forecast. Are we ever going to get, like, a weird Christmas movie? Yes. Like, but that's not a Hallmark movie. Yes. I hope so. Yeah, I feel like we're going to eventually get there because they do have movies like Better Watch Out, which kind of takes certain... Well, it's, a, it's going to be a genre movie. Okay. I, it's going to be a Christmas movie, but it's also going to be a genre movie. It is going to be a little weird. And I feel like we're also going to do weird things with like ghost Christmas movies 
<laughs> we just recommended that one. <laughs> and it's going to happen. It's going to happen. In some form or fashion, it's going to happen. One day we're going to have to do like an in-depth look at the Hallmark Cinematic Universe. or their One day. <laughs> industrial we complex. We are going to look at Lifetime. I'm scared. And I don't know if the people, we might have to do like a vote. Because I feel like the people know better than we do. Because I have my picks for Lifetime oh, that's movies. Well, that's scary. So now I'm concerned. Bruh. I got <laughs> I got some good ones. I got them. Oh. But we'll see what happens in 2020 with that one. Okay. I mean, I'm nervous, but okay. <laughs> I'm 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 always nervous, so that's fine. <laughs> um so yeah, I mean, I gave my little half-assed um, recommendations. I have no idea, you know, just go find a movie that you like. Don't worry about if it has any like Christmas meaning or whatever. As long as you like watching it, who gives a fuck? Mm-hmm. I watch a Star Trek shit. movie every Christmas, so it's fine. I watch Jude Law and Kate Winslet fall in love. Not with each other, but you mm. know. So, you know, I mean, I gave my picks on the last episode, honestly. Those are better. Follow those recommendations. Mm. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it's whatever. Make your own traditions. That's part of the, the you know, growing up too. Yeah. Getting older, you make your own traditions. You don't have to listen to what your family puts you through. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But I guess I'm. it's time to plug where you can find us. So, uh, you can find us at BLK Girl Film Club. Uh, on Twitter, you can also find us at blackgirlfilmclub.com. You can email us at blackgirlfilmclub at gmail.com. We're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. We are on pretty or Spotify. We're pretty much everywhere. Yeah. That you can find a, a podcast. You know, it's on some deep, dark crevices of the internet. <laughs> you can hear mm-hmm. our voices. And uh, we're also Black Girl Film Club on Instagram. So follow us, follow us wherever you want to, um, leave us some cute reviews, reread every single thing that y'all leave and we love it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, do we have anything else you want to say? Like happy new year, Merry Christmas. Hope you yes. Happy holidays. Christmas. Happy holidays in general. Yeah. yeah. Cause there's more than one holiday. And if you don't mm-hmm. celebrate the holidays, you know, we want to include you too. Mm-hmm. Happy winter. Happy the year is almost <laughs> fucking over. <laughs> we are done. If the boy, like in the last episode, if the boy called you a little bitch this year, it's okay. You got a new chance coming soon. You exactly. made it through, girl. You made it through. You made it through. It's going to be a new and... day soon. <sighs> but you know what's gonna be you terrible? did it it was you know what i just got really pessimistic because it was like oh shit i gotta hear about the oscars in a couple of weeks yeah we gonna we gonna be talking about that soon and it's gonna be fine it's gonna be okay but we're proud no of idea. you listener no we're proud of you for nominated. making it through yeah yeah you i mean you made it we all made it some of us by the skin of our teeth Oh, Some of us with our wigs askew. 
Well, yeah, like that, mine that meme of, sitting like, like T.I.'s hat, but girl. it's okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, your wig is definitely um kind of, you know, maybe a little bit more tilted than usual. But, like, you know what? Like that meme of that girl walking up the stairs from one year into the next, holding the bag of <laughs> crap. <laughs> you did it. You did it. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know if I'm laughing or crying, but... <laughs> <laughs> like we said, is it not an episode of Black Girl Film Club without a smidge of regret? <laughs> but thank you guys for listening. Again, we we would not be here without you. We love exactly. you guys. Yes. We love you. All right. And we're gonna go. I'm gonna go eat yes. all the all right. cookies. Yay! Bye guys. Yes. Bye. Bye.